Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Well, welcome today to Spotlight. I'm so glad to have some amazing guests joining me. We've been having a lot of fun in studio this morning. Um, I hope that uh, you will also have fun listening to our show today. Really great uh, people that are going to talk today about monetizing your message. Now, why is it important to monetize your message? Well, everybody wants to do what they love, right? Absolutely. Everybody does. Um, But you can't do it for free. Just it doesn't work well, with like can, yeah. Some, some yeah, actually yeah. do, right? <laughs> well, okay, you can do it for free, but it's not going to last very long. <laughs> no, no. So uh, today I have joining with me in studio a uh, guest expert, Jane Powers and Adam Kipnis. So both local right here in Phoenix. So they're actually both in studio. If you're listening and want to hop on Facebook Live, you can also see what they look like. Um, I've got uh, got some people joining us already on, on Facebook Live. Hey, guys. Um, and uh, really glad to have you. So let's get right into this. I don't know if either of you have listened to one of my shows before, so this may be a big surprise to you. But something I do at the beginning of every single one of my shows is I give my guests an opportunity to brag about themselves. So, you I mean, there's always an opportunity for me to read a bio, for me to, you know, state all your accomplishments and things, but it's way funner to hear it from you. Or more fun. I'm not sure funner is actually more a word, fun. but more, more, fun. More, more fun. I'm in front of these two speaking experts here. It's way funner. Um, so, so, Jane, let's start with you. I, I would love to hear you, some of your greatest accomplishments. Greatest, my greatest accomplishment is actually waking up every day. <laughs> I, and That's I great. seriously mean that, awesome. waking up on the right side of the bed. But actually, uh, my name is Jane M. Powers, and entrepreneurs hire me to speak with confidence and sell with authority because most are boring, confusing, and inconsistent. And I mean no offense to anyone out there, but unfortunately, they're leaving a ton of money on the table. So I help them connect, capture, and close their ideal audience. That is my greatest accomplishment. It's called my intro-mercial because it's not because, oh, look at me, I'm awesome. I've created all these businesses. And Well, you are awesome, and you have created a lot well, of businesses. Thank you. But the main thing is that one statement, that intro-mercial, mm-hmm. has taken people from being scared to speak, from not being able to sell, from not being able to articulate their message clearly, to transforming their dream, Mm -hmm. their idea of a business into money with that simple intromercial statement. So that's probably one of my biggest accomplishments. Of course, as I always forget this, I'm a best-selling author. I I just released it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, by the way. (laughs) You know, and that was a labor of love. (laughs) But I speak Mm -hmm. with confidence, sell Mm -hmm. with authority. I have a a live event coming up, which is a huge accomplishment Mm -hmm. because I love connecting and bringing people together. Well, we'll definitely talk more about that uh, here in a minute. And and we're going to get, I want you to tell a little bit of your story, too. I actually asked you to come in today and be a, a guest co-host with me because of your expertise in the speaking world. Um, and I knew we had uh, Adam joining us here today as well. So, Adam, now it's your turn to brag about yourself and your accomplishments. Wow. So I, I appreciate you uh, having me here and, and the opportunity. And I, my biggest accomplishment is my 20th anniversary is coming up. Oh, congratulations. In a month. Wow. Um, what day were you married? Uh, October 11th. Wow. So we got about, oh, I don't know, day. six weeks. Yeah. Um, my wife's birthday is about two weeks before that. Mm-hmm. So I need to get on some stages and monetize my own um, <laughs> world. There's your why right there, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. She. Um, this one's going to be expensive, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, So that's my biggest accomplishment. I would say second biggest. Um, I love to give back, and I'm the co-chairman mm-hmm. of the Phoenix Tour to Cure, which is yeah. a bicycle ride oh, that yeah. raises money for diabetes. Nice. We had about 1,500 participants this year and raised just over $550,000 for diabetes research. Nice. So those things are really what drive me. What pays the bills is, as Jane was talking about, helping entrepreneurs make more money. And I have a I'm not a best-selling author. I'm more of a best-giving author. author. <laughs> I, I tend to give away more books than I sell. But I do a book, uh, How to Make More Money in Your Business. Right. And I found that every business has mm-hmm. thirty to $50,000 sitting right in front of them in new revenue, yeah. and they're not capturing it because of poor messaging and poor marketing. Yeah. And whether you make 50000 or a million a year, $50,000 in new revenue can transform your business overnight because it can 
pay a new vendor, it can hire an employee, it can allow you to mm -hmm. advertise to a wider scope. So that's what I focus on is finding that money immediately and showing business owners how to capture it and make it real. Wow. So Jane, you you specialize in helping people find that money from stage, and Adam, mm -hmm. uh, you help people find that money that's already existing in their business that, that they just don't know about yet, right? Correct. It, it's there. They're just not capturing it. Well, wow, I can't wait for you to help me find some more, more money. <laughs> well, we're going to need to talk. Um, so I, I, I would love to hear your, a little bit of your story, Adam. I mean, you've been married 20 years. Congratulations. That's Thank quite you. the accomplishment. Um, you are now successful. You're helping people find money in their business. And you've told us why you're passionate about it, but how did you get passionate about that? Did you just wake up one day and say, heck, you know, I think Joe down the street is not you know, making enough money. money. Where is, is that money? Exactly. So, so talk, talk to me a little bit about your your journey. Tell us how you got to where you are today. Would you, I mean, I was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. If we want to start are there, well, actually, that's interesting <laughs> because I have a whole bunch of relatives from Milwaukee, so we have more to talk about and after I, the show. And I'm from <laughs> Chicago. So. Oh, nice. Yes. So, so I mean, we we can start there and then. Um, Moved out here to Arizona and finished uh -huh. high school here, went to college in Atlanta, and then um, graduated with a history and poli-sci degree. Oh, wow. And if you so want to not make money. Oh, wait, hold on. I was like, how'd you get from poli-sci helping people make money? <laughs> so, so if you want to not make money. Um, do that. Do that. Go to a private school that costs your parents like 40 grand a year and then uh, get a poli-sci degree. But then um, when I graduated in 94, the economy was rough and there mm -hmm. wasn't much going on in terms of jobs for anybody, let alone me with my major. So yeah. I went to Europe and had to make myself last and I was there for 18 months and I had jobs and I sold things and I met a lot of people but I had a one-way ticket to Europe and if I wanted to get back I had to make the money to do it so that sort of started me on a, on a path of entrepreneurism and working with small small businesses mm -hmm. most uh, importantly and now that's an interesting thing I want to point this out most people come to America to start you know and become an entrepreneur and you, you kind of went the other way you said hey I'm gonna go over to Europe how was that helpful to you or what did you learn over there that maybe you wouldn't have learned here in the United States uh, you know I think that the biggest thing is that people are people no matter where in the world you are mm -hmm. people are friendly people are cool people want to help and during my time there I needed a place to live and I was teaching at a Czech public school, teaching English, um, which was a, a very cool experience, but I didn't have any place to live and I didn't speak the language and, and didn't know what to do. And a family took me in, they had an apartment and said, hey, if you teach our kids English, we'll give you the apartment for free. Wow. And so then I started teaching them English and they referred me to others and they referred me to others and I built a, a little business. This was in, you know, beers were a quarter and dinner was a dollar. So, um, you know, the, the, you numbers, a millionaire. The, the, the numbers don't necessarily translate, but I probably had 15 clients that I was teaching English mm -hmm. to over there and that was the start of my path. And then when I came back to the States, I started working with small business owners in, in a corporate environment, but day to day understanding their business. Mm -hmm. Fast forward another 10 years, um, the economy, 2008, again, I seem to find bad economies and, and find opportunity in them. And I went to an event, which was my first event, you know, a sell from stage event. And we were in the, in the crowd and people were selling stuff. And I was like, what is this world that, that I have found myself in? I'm meeting cool people. I'm, I'm finding a world I didn't know existed. And I'd already been working with small business owners, but that was sort of the epiphany of, I'm doing the same thing they're doing, I'm just doing it in a very different way. Hmm. And so I learned the coaching and consulting world versus the traditional job or business world. And I started bringing on small business clients, worked with probably over 500 small businesses over the last 10 years in helping them to fix their business. And all businesses need fixing, but money is the thing that allows them to do it. It's not drive, it's not mm -hmm. desire, it's not mm -hmm. knowing that oh, you gosh. need to I fix your business. I wish it were drive and desire. Right. <laughs> it, it's having the dollars to invest in yourself or in the business in order to fix that problem yeah. once you know it exists. Yeah, very interesting. So, Jane, one of the things that stood out to me when Adam was talking, I don't know if this stood out to you too, but was just the fact that you were always getting you out there. You were always putting yourself out there in new places, experiencing life, looking for opportunities. Do you think that's important? Yeah, and I'm wondering, does that, are you a risk taker and does it, is it a calculated risk when you step into those adventures or how do you, how, how would you categorize yourself? 
<laughs> I would say, actually, I'm a little bit more of a proud follower of risky people. <laughs> so I do things, you know, on my own and I take risks uh -huh. out there. But normally it's somebody has a harebrained idea and I'm yeah. like, that sounds cool. That person's not dead yet or hasn't mm -hmm. broken a bone yet. Mm -hmm. I'll go do it with them. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm also not a logistics guy. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to plan. I don't want to go find you know, event space. I don't want to talk mm -hmm. to the caterers. I don't want to deal with the hotels. But I'm more than happy to be there in support and um, open myself up to however they want to use me. Yeah, yeah, and that's a really interesting point. I've really seen a shift in the speaking world uh, to where, you know, speakers used to get paid to speak, and mm -hmm. then some of them got really smart and said, I can actually make more money selling from yeah. stage than I can from speaking. Mm -hmm. And then event organizers, you know, so then they said, well, we'll come in for free, and we'll speak, just let us sell something. And then event organizers got smart, and they said, hey, we're spending money here on the, the hotel space, and we're spending money on marketing. We're getting people in your crowd. How about you contribute a little bit to this? And yeah. now there's this model where you, you actually pay pay some money, you speak on stage, but then you sell. And if you're good at what you do in enrolling people, then you can be very successful that way. So Jane, I'm interested to hear your story as well. You're very interesting. You know what I love about you? We had an event recently. This was my favorite thing about you. Mm -hmm. I, I, you don't know this about me. I don't. Me. <laughs> I love basketball. <laughs> That's right. I still play. Jane played basketball in high school. So how did you go from playing basketball in high school to, to speaking and wowing audiences on stage? <laughs> so just to, make, just to be perfectly clear, you're like, eight feet tall compared well, to me. Well, only with my shoes on. I'm actually 5'10 without them on, but yes, yes. I'm you a little taller my, than you. You yes. are my favorite teammates. I am actually, I, I think I lied because I actually had a, I had a scholarship at a Division One. so I wow. played. Wow, I'm played. like, wow, Jane, I bow to you. And I'm tiny, awesome. but I have a ton of attitude. Good. So that's what, and so my story basically, how did I get to sharing yeah. um, the work that I do in the world? And actually the work that I do in the world is helping people find their voice. Mm -hmm. It's about finding their voice in their voice is their power. And I shared at the last speaking engagement and everybody knows and part of my book is I grew up in a really complicated family mm -hmm. and we kept secrets. We weren't allowed to speak up. We weren't allowed to find our voice. So yeah. I found myself um, <laughs> in a lot of sports, getting in a lot of fights, because that was the only way that I could express myself. Yeah. And when I would express myself, there wasn't a lot of verbal to it. Mm -hmm. And then thank God I found therapy, which yeah. I found that, and, and truth be told, here's how I actually came into my voice. I was on the Oprah Winfrey show. Oh, wow. And it was back I in. I did not know that. Back in May. Ladies, hold on. This is a monumental <laughs> thing. Ladies and gentlemen, today on my show, Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson show, I actually have a guest who recently appeared on Oprah Winfrey about how long ago? Well, you don't want to know. It's been many, many years ago. And it was um, a time that I told my secret. Hmm. that I was done holding the secrets of the family and I and just as so I started out working in the prison I was working in the drug and alcohol treatment centers mm -hmm. I worked in the community doing sexual abuse prevention yeah. and interventions and when I found my voice you couldn't stop but what I did was I found the most effective way to influence the masses to do things differently was to hit the platform. Mm -hmm. So I was on stages. I had zero self-esteem, zero self-confidence. But I knew if I could portray a message that was important to everyone, I can make a difference in the world. So actually the way that I started was through changing the lives of adolescents mm -hmm. and then moving into families and different dynamics. Um, and then from there, I, I've done a million things. I've been a, a, a multi-million dollar producer in real estate. I've created many businesses. Mm -hmm. And then, as you were saying, 2008 found me mm -hmm. uh, riding That's the wave right. high, and I hit the bottom, and, and I went down with it and decided I was going to be a spiritual life coach. Oh. I've studied with some of the best, mm -hmm. and I hit the ground running in that, and people are like, how are you doing that? I'm like, I don't know. They're like, well, write it down. So I wrote it down. <laughs> I speak and I sell. It's yeah. nothing that monumental, but apparently it is because most people don't know how to speak to sell. Yeah and profit from that. Well, and you know, here's the gold nugget that I took out of what you were saying, and I, I'll never forget my first moment, um, you know, and I still get emotional thinking about it, stepping out on stage in front of a thousand people and sharing some pretty personal things in my story and afterwards having people just come up to me in tears and hug me and wow, you changed my life. And I thought, okay, this is what 
this is what it's about. Yeah, it's about taking what we've learned and helping other people. And uh, it's incredible that it, you are both doing that, both you, Jane, and Adam. And it's a privilege to have you on the show today. When we come back from break here in a minute, what I would like to do is I would love to get some tips on how to really find the money in the business, how to be able to monetize your message. And, and when I was thinking of a show description, I thought of this very purposefully. It really isn't about the money. It's about the message and about allowing people to reach more people. But I think in this industry, one of two things happen. Either people get way too focused on the message and they say, forget the money. I don't want to be selfish. I want to give it all up and I just want to focus on my message. Well, what what happens is you cannot reach as many people if you do not have money or people get way too focused on the money and they sacrifice their message. And there is a balance to that. And I know, Mm -hmm. Adam, you're helping people that are passionate about their business and their message and helping them find money move forward love some tips from you jane i know that you you have some great ways for people to be able to really share their message from stage in an impactful way and be able to monetize that so grab your pens and pieces of paper over the break your computers your phones whatever you're going to take notes on you don't want to miss us we'll be back in uh, just a few Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Listen for In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt, international media celebrity, supermodel, and renowned beauty and lifestyle expert, as well as founder and CEO of Envelop Her, multimedia platform for women, and sought-after inspirational speaker on women's issues. You'll connect with Clarissa's super influencer celebrity friends and experts as they speak about health, wealth, beauty, lifestyle, business, the love of giving, and the love of living a model life. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to The Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com again that's jeff spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com voice america is where you are and where you want to be join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available don't forget to view all our live events including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. 
Well, welcome back to Spotlight. I have two super fun guests in studio today, Jane M. Powers and Adam Kipnis. And uh, on break, we decided we had we had an idea for a new show. Done. And this is how brilliant they are. We're talking about monetizing our message today. I said, hey, you guys, what if we all came back together, did a different show? I have the audience just pick a word, like a topic or a word, and we have two minutes, and we get to discuss it and have fun. And Jane's like, well, as long as we can monetize that, how are we going to monetize it? I'm like, this is why I want to be around you two. You, I mean, this is really, but it, it, it I mean, is a great exercise for people though, yeah. because what you do when you give them a word yeah. and what here's the best thing. Yeah. So, say for example, you say, Jane, what is your best, you know, your favorite color? And I go, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you asked that because my favorite color is yellow. Yeah. Happens to be the color of my brand, and in my brand, it talks about having an impact. And when you have an impact, you're able to monetize. And then I. Go into what I'm selling. That See, it's the wow. Anytime you're on an interview, <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> anytime you're on an interview, if they go, "What's your favorite pet?" Oh, my pets. I love my dogs because what's really important is having time with my dogs. And in order to have time, what I do is I go out and I make enough money from stage to be able to have that. You yeah. can every you single time you bring it right back to yeah. you. That's why people are like, "Oh, I don't want to speak on a panel." I go, "Oh no." Yeah. Be on that panel. Oh Whatever they gosh. ask you comes right back to you, and you're driving yeah. traffic to you. And, I love it. And that. here's the trick on how to do that. Okay. So everyone talks about their elevator pitch, right? If you get pick yeah. up any success book, it's like, get your elevator yeah, pitch. Yeah. And so people get their elevator pitch, and then they go to a networking event, and they're like, I help people make more money in their business blah. through the use of blah, 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 whatever yeah. it happens to be. Yeah. And But the trick is, get your elevator pitch, memorize it backwards, forwards, inside out, upside okay. down. You will never, ever give that elevator pitch in your entire life. But what you're going to do, it's going to be so ingrained at you that when someone says something about their business, you'll be able to incorporate what they just said directly mm. into your elevator yep. pitch. And you can do exactly that. what Jane just said, just with that simple trick of memorizing it inside and out, knowing you're never going to say it that way. I so love that. We're going to take Adam to my event. So, Adam, you have not had the experience of transforming your elevator pitch into an intromercial. And I am going to help you completely do that because you're exactly right. It's commanding the presence. It's funny because, and then I don't know, it's terrible because I'm like, I don't want to overstep, but I'm always like, gone are the days of the elevator pitch. And it's <laughs> into now the intromercial because mm -hmm. it's something that sells. But it is exactly what connects you mm -hmm. and how you capture. Well, here, here's what here's what I loathe. And yes, I used the word loathe. This is how strongly I do not like this. It is very intense. <laughs> when you talk to somebody and you're meeting them, you're at a networking event, and Really, they're just talking it at you the whole time. And they're giving you their elevator pitch. And they may have the best product in the world, but I feel like they don't give a darn about me. And they don't even know what my business is and what my problems are. Yeah. It may be the perfect fit for me, but immediately when someone does that, I'm like, wait, you don't know if that's the right fit for me because you haven't asked me questions. You haven't talked to me. You haven't listened to me. So I really love that uh, that suggestion of doing the intromercial. And, and I love your, your thoughts too, Adam, on um, how to really bring things home and bring things back to making money. So I want to I want to get down. I want to get into the meat now. I mean, we've been we've been having a lot of fun. We've been getting to know each other. We've been having our appetizers. We've had our appetizers. <laughs> now it's time for that main course. Okay. So, Adam, I want I want the meat. I have a business. How am I going to find money in it? So, the first thing is belief. Know that there is money there. Okay, that's that's, that's honestly one of the hardest things for people to do because they're like, there. I I know all my clients. I I know my prospects. I don't know where to go, but there is money there. So the first thing is understanding that leads are not what you need mm -hmm. to grow your business. <laughs> Everyone wants more leads. They go on stage. They do networking events. It's all about more leads, more leads. And I will say, and I'm holding up my phone here. Um, you have all the leads you need in your phone. You do not need one more lead in your entire life to make a million dollars. Wow. But you just haven't told them what you do. So if you go through your entire um, phone directory, your contact list, I know I've got like 2,800 in here because I just wrote an article on it, um, on how many I have. And of those 2,800, if 10% of those people know what I do for a living, I'd be shocked. Yeah. So the first thing is categorize four, three, two, one. Fours are people that probably don't know you and certainly don't know what you do. Threes are people that know you but probably don't know what you do. 
twos definitely know you, so if you called them, they would take your call, but they may or may not know what you do, and they're mm -hmm. probably not gonna hire you. And then ones are people who know what you do, know you, and would be likely to hire you or refer you to others. So you categorize them that way. So that's one mm -hmm. big way to put yourself in position to get more money because it's already in your phone. You just haven't told people what you do. So what you're saying is, if I go home right now, oh, I was like, where's my phone? It's on Facebook Live. <laughs> okay, if I go home right now, at, well, after we're done with the show, not on Facebook Live, and I go through my contact list, I'm gonna assign people a number. And all the people that are number ones, which are people that know me, are potential clients, um, know what I do, right? Those Correct. are the people that I'm going to focus on reaching out to what Correct. do you do with those people those three people are gonna they're gonna fall into four categories really okay. some are just gonna be your friends right. they're not your client they're not good referral sources right. they're just good people and they're gonna be your friends another group is gonna be a good referral source Okay. Someone who knows your perfect client, but they don't know who your perfect client is. So they don't think of you when mm -hmm. someone says, I have a problem and I need it solved. The next group are people who can give you advice, mentors, coaches, people who can be sounding boards for mm -hmm. you and your business. And then the last group, those are people that are your target audience and are the most likely to go okay. from prospect to client. Okay. And if you do that in each category, the fours become threes, threes become twos, twos become ones, ones become clients. Mm -hmm. And obviously fours and threes can become clients as well. But if you move them through that funnel, you've got all the leads you need. But I said leads are not your most important thing to finding money right now. Your most important thing to finding money right now is conversions. If you get in front of somebody, will they become a client? I would focus on your conversions, on your sales presentation, on your offer, on monetizing what you're doing right now with mm -hmm. current prospects, because that's your fastest path to money. Who has said no to you or said maybe to you? If you can convert better, you'll make more money. Next step is more transactions. Who has bought from you in the past? What else can you sell to them? Mm -hmm. And if you look at, at, at any good email marketing funnel, when someone buys something, they're probably making another offer to you right away. If you can get two, three, four, five transactions from the same people, now you're gonna make more money. And then when you can get conversions, you get more transactions from those people, now you can raise your prices because you've proved your proof of concept. You do those th three things, now you can back up the truck in terms of leads. So, yeah. so let me ask, when you're are do you, like what's your philosophy? How do you train people to start at an entry level? You know, they have the tripwire, they have a lead magnet. Do you start at a low end? Do you start premium? Or is it a mix depending upon the person that you're working with? You know, the, the answer for everything pretty much is it depends, mm -hmm. but I always, I actually start with strategy first. Mm -hmm. The the tactics and the, the, the steps you're going to take are secondary to the actual strategy. Who are your people and what do you want to say to them? If you know those two things and that message is clear, now we can go find whether it's a premium offer, whether mm -hmm. it's a low end like mm -hmm. a book or a free report, and then we can build around that. But I'm I happen to be a fan of letting people know you have a premium offer mm -hmm. and having good downsells if that premium offer is not yeah. right, rather mm -hmm. than start cheap and go bigger. It's just a longer process. If someone will pay you $5,000 today, why mm -hmm. get $5 from them? Mm -hmm. yeah. Both work, but I like letting them know the premium offers out there because I think you miss the opportunity if you don't at least tell people it's there. Yeah, I agree. So Jane, I, I'm assuming you're a competitive person because you played basketball. <laughs> yeah, just a little. I'm a little competitive too. I heard a challenge in there, Adam. I did. And that was go find a million dollars with who you already have in your mm -hmm. phone. I'm thinking in my mind now, I'm like, all right, challenge accepted. Well, <laughs> and you know, it's it. funny because he's he's so right. There's, uh -huh. I can tell you right now, every time I go and hit mm -hmm. a stage, I will get more and more leads. Yeah. And it really is a filtering process mm -hmm. and having to be able to come through you know, who's the premium, who's the prime. So I think it is really important because I I think everybody is, can I say sucks? Can I say that? Um, no, you can't say I can't, that. okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can't say you Was just, that my outside I think voice? you just did. That was my outside voice. you just did say it. No, you can we, say it. Everybody sucks at follow-up, and I am really good at follow-up. Mm. But truly, he is so right. There are We have more than enough leads. It's what we do with those leads and how we cultivate, yeah. nurture, and, and discover what how we can serve them. Yeah. And if we can, and some of them just move on. Do you teach, like part of what, um, and I came from the real estate background, and part of it is to categorize your, you know, the, the um, your prospects, and then teach them how to refer you. 
I think that's such an important piece in there. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned referrals. Referrals are, in, in many businesses, the number one way that people get clients. It is also the number one worst way to get clients. <laughs> yes, um, it is. Because yes, it is. It, so, a jerk refers a jerk. <laughs> right. And they're, and they're lumpy. You have no idea when they're going to come. You have no idea yeah. when, if they're going to be right for you. But it's important to... I like introductions more than I like referrals. Mm -hmm. I train, and in my book, I've got a whole chapter on JVs. If you have someone and you say, for anyone you bring me, I will give them a 10% discount or I will give you 10% of revenue, now you are top of mind and you're able to get people because they're thinking of you and they make that introduction. Well, and Mm -hmm. I will tell you, I make, there are referral partners, they make thousands and thousands of dollars off every month because I have people that can do better what I can do or have the system or have the team and uh, rather than me trying to take the time and recreate that, I can send those referrals. One thing I found too, and I think this is important, and Jay, maybe you can speak to this a little bit with the stages. Uh, but when I've, I first experienced massive success in my business, I remember I had a pretty good warm lead list, but I didn't have social proof. So what I mean by that is I had a lot of eyeballs on me. I had a lot of people that were watching me. I had a lot of contacts. I had a lot of people in my email list. But it for me, it really clicked when I started being featured as a guest expert on shows, when I started speaking on stages, when I published my book. This all happened in a very short period of time. But what happened was now my warm lead list said, oh, I've been thinking about working with her for a while. I've been watching her for a while, but wow, now I really want to work with her. And I'll I'll never forget about three weeks after I was featured as a guest expert on my first TV show and consequently spoke on my first stage the week after. So it was about about three weeks after those two things happened. I remember I had three people call me in one day and ask me how they could work with me and actually pay me that day. (laughs) I'm like, this is new. I'm not asking people if they wanna be my clients, they're asking to be my clients. This is amazing. So what does something like uh, stage, I know you, you, you are an expert in stages, what kind of social proof does that provide people with warm lead lists and how can that help them uh, close some of those warm lead lists, not only generate new ones? You know what I love about speaking, mm-hmm. and I've been a professional speaker for over 30 mm-hmm. years, and I used to get paid by hugs. I mean, I got <laughs> so many hugs, yeah. it was ridiculous. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh my God, they're like, you're wonderful. That is great to hear, mm-hmm. but as I started to develop my business, I'm like, okay, hugs are just not paying the mortgages. I yeah. need to. So I think what's really important, and, I, and sometimes it blows me away mm-hmm. that I can do a 20-minute talk. I've done a five-minute talk, and I have closed $28,000, $78,000 in that small. Now, were these people that already knew you? Or no, they, oh, these okay. are cold. These are mm-hmm. totally, completely cold leads. And most of the time I pay to play. So I'll write a check, 5000 yeah. 15000 yeah. I'll hit a stage because I need, I know mm-hmm. that I'm going to deliver. Yeah. And it's my job to follow up to be able to convert them yeah. into clients. And I never sold from stage. 75% of the stages I was on, I didn't want to sell mm-hmm. because I have a philosophy. I don't want the little yes to get in the way of my big yes. That's why I was asking you about premium packages. If I sell somebody a 297 997 program, they're like, nah, I'll just finish that. But they know the premium is there. And they mm-hmm. really, the mind says one step at a time. What I like to do is introduce what I believe is the best fit for them. So what I would do is I would stand from stage, deliver a talk, and I have the components, the structure of the talk that sells. And and in my opinion, there's no other way to do it because in absence of that, you're inspiring and motivating. Mm-hmm. And the most important piece is you authentically show up fully as you from stage positioning yourself as the expert, positioning their problem, and then having a call to action. Wow. That is, it's such, an, and everybody misses it. Well, that right there is the, is the key, to whether it's an audience of one or an audience of a yes. thousand. What many people do is they go and they give their techno babble nonsense about everything that is great about their program, and they mm-hmm. give all this education and this advice, and people are like, that sounded cool, but I only got like four words of it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go yeah. try and do it on my own. Right. Mm-hmm. What I teach my clients is there are two things and only two things that you should be thinking about when you're crafting your message. That is, what is the problem that the other person has and no longer wants and what's the solution they want and they don't have. Amen. If we don't key on the problem and we just key on the solution, Mm -hmm. you've got a great solution that no one's going to buy. Yeah. But if you touch their problem, 
Now you deliver a, I have a solution. You don't tell them what the solution is. Yeah. Now they're interested to find out more and work with you. Yeah, yeah. really interesting. I was just talking with a client about this this morning. She's uh, uh, crafting a, a speech. And one of the things that, you know, that, that, that pain point is so powerful. Have you ever heard of Simon Sinek? He did a TED Talk called of course, The Golden yeah. Circle. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so The Golden Circle talks like. mm-hmm. about the psychology of buying, and I'll mm-hmm. never forget, when I first listened to that talk, what I realized was people buy from emotion. If you don't yeah. feel good about something, you aren't going to buy it. It doesn't matter how much sense it makes for you, you will not buy it. If you feel really good about something, even if you don't quite understand how it's going to work for you, if you understand, if you feel good enough and understand basically what you're getting, you'll buy it. And so, Our job as we're talking with somebody and helping them determine whether they want to work with us or not is helping them to decide if this is really going to solve their problems and helping them feel confident and good about it. And if we can, then they're going to enroll. They're going to buy our program. And so many people forget that. And I think that's there's such a fine line. There's a couple of things, the philosophy that I, when I'm helping people create their talks, they've got to trust me. Mm-hmm. They've got to trust me. They've got to trust my information. And yeah. more importantly, they have to trust themselves. Mm. So it's really about, oh my gosh, she's great, wonderful, that's great information. I love the information. But most people fall into, I'm not sure if this will work for me. And I think the biggest mistake that many people make out in the industry in their sale, in selling mm-hmm. is that they put people in too much pain. People oh, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, it's yeah, that's the, true. It's like the hopeless syndrome. Yeah, it's just, no It's like get I'm them done. into aware with their pain, and then put salt on the yeah. wound, and then just keep going at it. And that's how people are closing. And then you you have an absolute. It's a wreck. It's a train wreck. That's but um, you know what I wanted to mention, if I can, I would love to. There, I have a speaker assessment. And it's speakerassessment.com, and it tells you, just as you were saying, there's the overloader. There's four types of speakers, and if they want, people can go ahead and take the assessment. They'll get a result and a video to say Mm -hmm. what kind of speaker they are, but it's speakerassessment.com, and it tells you what kind of speaker you are and what most, the majority of people, are giving way too much Mm -hmm. information, and people do one of two things. They think they can do it on their own, or they freeze. They're like a deer in headlights. And, And as speakers, we can do a lot of damage. Yeah. And and it's a responsibility we have. It is true. Not. It is so true. So um, we've got about one minute till break. And I have this been in the back of my mind, the whole thing. I think we should play this game where we have word a word. Game. Totally. And then we just go. Yeah. yeah. For like, for like thir- you, you would each have 30 seconds. You want to do this? Sure. That sounds okay, awesome. Okay, this is really good. So I am going to ask my viewers if there's a word. I don't know. It's, it's uh, coming in a little bit slowly here. Um, so if anybody has a word, type it in. If we see a word either uh, on the internet or on Facebook, we're going to do it. If not, I have a word in mind. Okay. So we're going to give it about ten, ten seconds here. We do. And this is just a word that I just happened to see as I was looking around. <laughs> okay. So are you guys up for the challenge? Always. These, they're, they're, so Brilliant. they're so good. Okay. What so, kind of guess would we be? <laughs> so so here, here's the point of this. I'm going to give you a word, mm-hmm. and you have 30 seconds to say something really impactful and maybe to turn it into monetizing. You guys are such good sports. Okay. Jane, you get to go first because this oh, was your idea. Oh, of course. Oh, what's the, my idea. the word is time. You have 30 seconds. Time. Time. Time sometimes seems to slip away, and we have, we all get the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets the same amount of time. Some of us use our time differently. But what I find is most important when it comes to time is how do you honor who you are in that time and how do you honor your voice? For example, when I stand on stage, I honor the voice of my audience because I know what their need is and I know what their pain points are. So if I can help someone monetize their message, gather more clients, and be able to capitalize on their dream and vision, That is my goal. And sometimes we feel like we don't have enough time to implement that. But the work that I do takes time and allows you to manage it by being solely in your purpose. Three, two, one. (laughs) Woohoo! Spot on. Okay, big round of applause for you. I wish we had sound effects. Where are they? Pause buttons. I don't have to request those. We need a cheering, cheering audience. Absolutely. Okay, 30 seconds, Adam. 
time. All right, so time. We all have the same amount of time, as Jane said. Mm -hmm. She also said something that has made hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe billions of dollars, and that is time management. I'm here to tell you that time management is crap. You do not need to manage your time. You need to allocate your time, and you can do so in four simple steps. Okay. Step one is what I'm about to do going to get me paid. That could be getting new money from a client. That could be new revenue from a current client. Step number two is what I'm about to do going to serve my purpose. That service could serve it could be getting more people, that could be something religious, that could be anything that you want. It could be furthering your career. Is it going to serve my purpose? Question number three, is what I'm about to do need to be done by me? And question number four is the big one, does what I'm about to do need to be four, done at all? Four, so three, get me paid, serve my two, purpose, need to be done by me, need to be one. done at all, you'll have more time. Good job. Wow, you even have bullet points in there. And I like what you said. And here's what I want to take out of this. And this is something, too, when you're on stage or when you're on media or when you're on a panel, if you have these um, set you know, steps or key things that you want to say and you know what you want to say, you can bring anything back to it. Yeah. So that's, that's really good. And I think that was kind of your point. Um, so, okay, let's see what we got some people commenting here. Wish I could stay on longer. Awesome stuff. Oh, man, we got have people hopping off here. What's wrong with you people? You got to go work or something? <laughs> they don't have time. Um, <laughs> Did we go. just talk it's about, about it's all about time? <laughs> you know, and speaking of time, it, it is time for our uh, commercial break. But I haven't heard anything from nope. the back studio yet. Nobody's typed anything in here, so I say we roll with it. Right. I say we give ourselves some more time for the show. See, we and we, we keep have going. Not managed. We have created it. In case any of you are just joining us, I'll just remind you. This is Voice America, and I'm Allison H. Larson. This is the Spotlight Show. Today we're talking really about how to monetize your message. I've got guests, Adam. And Kipnis and Jane M. Powers joining me today. So, Adam, you've given us some really great advice. I hope I hope everybody that was listening got to write down uh, those last steps that you gave us. And uh, you know, I'm taking your challenge of how to find a million dollars with the contacts I already have. Challenge accepted. I'm so excited for this. Um, where can people find out a little bit more about you, or where can they get more of you? You've given us such amazing things. I know you have a book. What, yeah, where so, else can we um, find you? So I have a book, and if you go to freebookfromadam.com, you can get the digital version of the book, freebookfromadam.com. Um, I also have a podcast called mm -hmm. The Entrepreneur's MBA. It's lessons that you cannot learn in school, where I interview everyday entrepreneurs, and they talk the ups and downs and lessons that they've learned in their path to mm -hmm. help you in your business. Um, you can go to my website, the1495group.com, 1495group.com. What is with yeah, 1495? Yeah. So I have another book um, called 1495. It's all about the decimal. So if we've got time, there's a little story attached to it. What do you think, Jane? Do we have time? I'm going to go with my guest co-host. Hey, you? you're the one who has the – we haven't heard from Aaron, so I think we're good. All right. Okay. So, so I'll, I'll be quick about it. A friend of mine, her name's Camelita. She speaks on stages – all over the, the world, but a lot in Europe. And she was doing a three-day event. It was $1,495 for the three-day event. Sharon Lecter, co-author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Thinking Grow Rich for so, Women. So hold on, let me clarify this. So $1,495 she was putting on the event or to go to the to event? To go to the event. So to go to the event, the price that she paid... Was no, that she was she her was event. Charging. That she was charging was $1,495. Okay. So the people at her event paid $1,495 to be there. Correct. Okay, thank you. I'm blonde, so thank That's you for That's okay. Your, I, for your sometimes I talk fast and it just you brained <laughs> ahead of mouth. Um, I had to clarify But that. it was, one, the, the ticket price was $1,495. It was at the Ritz in London. Oh, wow. You got dinner at the Ritz, which is one of the most famous restaurants and hotels. Sharon Lecter was the lead. Love um, uh, presenter, the lead speaker there. She is amazing if you don't know her. And Camelita went and did a Facebook Live and talked about the event and talked about Sharon. And somebody messaged her and said, I want to know more. And Camelita was like, Wow, I've only been, this is the first marketing I've done. I'm right down the street. I will come over right now and I will tell you about my event. So she goes down the street, spends two hours with this lady talking about the Ritz, talking about Sharon, talking about the other speakers. And the lady's like, done my daughter and I are coming to your event let me go get you money and Camelita's is like alright so she sits there the lady comes back yeah. and pulls out this is London so it's 15 pounds but pulls out 15 pounds and says you said 1495 right here's 15 keep the change and so the message that we learned from that experience is because her messaging was unclear mm -hmm. 
She was in front of the wrong person for the wrong amount of time for the wrong reasons. So what is it in your business that you're not being clear about? Mm -hmm. And this book is all about processes and procedures and steps and organization on if you're not clear about your accounting, you might invest in the wrong things or you might have the wrong amount of money. If you're not clear in your job description, you're going to hire the wrong person. If you're not clear in your marketing or messaging, yeah. you're not going to be able to monetize it, which is what we're talking about today. And so that's where 1495 came from because I want everyone to remember that story mm. when they're doing their marketing. Are you being clear for what the person needs and what you're going to deliver? You know, that's such a good point. There are some people that I've talked to, there's some people that I've known for years and I still don't know what they do. Uh, absolutely. I yeah. yeah. I see you people month after month at networking. And I'm like, I thought you did copywriting. What <laughs> <laughs> like, do you really I, do? I still there's certain mm -hmm. people that I have seen on stage, and I still I go. Yeah. I'll ask the crowd. I'll I'll go. What do they do? And they go. We don't know. Like it is. You're paying money to be on that stage, or you uh, are invited yeah. there. We gotta really know what you do. Yeah, it's so. I had a guy. I mean, he was on my TV show. I heard him speak about a dozen times. <laughs> And somebody asked me, what does he do? And I couldn't tell them. I mean, I knew the general idea, but I couldn't articulate it even enough to tell them. And I'm like, you'll have to go talk to him. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of crazy. So I love that. Just being very clear and concise about what you do. A confused buyer is not a buyer. And yeah. you know what? One of the most, I, I remember, I have a JV partner that I work with. He did a simple Facebook post one day. He entitled it, uh, What Do I Really Do? And he got three clients from there made over six figures because people are like you know we've been following you on facebook for a while we really like what you do but we weren't really sure and you clarified that for us and we needed that service nice and that's i thought awesome. yeah that's great that's a great marketing tool so adam one speaking of stories i love that story could you tell us a story of a success story of someone you've worked with yeah um so i i've had the, the pleasure of working with some great people and, and had some great opportunities. But one of my favorite stories are um, Bob and Jane. We're going to call them Bob and Jane because I mm -hmm. don't really have their approval and they're really kind of quiet below the radar people. But they were consultants in San Francisco. They were doing $80,000 a year in revenue. Okay. Um, $80,000 a year in San Francisco between two people that are not married. <laughs> yeah. Um, gets you rent and ramen. <laughs> no, and that is, is what I like to lucky. say. Right. And... Um, and but they they knew they needed to make more money and they wanted to build a better business and they had great dreams and aspirations. So the first thing we had to do was figure out all right where are their clients going to come from? What is the strategy we're going to implement to get more clients rather than just try twenty different mm -hmm. things? And so we looked at their client base and said who are your best clients? Not necessarily your highest paying clients, but who are your best clients? Right. And where did they come from? Those people happen to come from referral partners, mm -hmm. centers of influence, people that they knew in the marketplace that said, you need to work with them. And so I said, all right, get a list of all of the center of influences, whether it's people in the same industry, different industries, what have you, who do you know? And so they came with a list of 123 people. And I said, perfect. Now let's put those into A, Bs, and Cs. Who has the right type of client? Who has the right type of relationship? Or who do you aspire to do business with? And they came up with their A, B, and C. And I said, all right, let's get rid of the Bs and Cs. And they were a little confused that we were getting rid of these names. I don't know why it came as a surprise that we were going to focus on the A's, but we focused on the nine A's. Mm -hmm. Three of those turned out not to be right. They had six A center of influence referral partners. Those six people referred them what turned into be a million dollars of recurring revenue over the next three and a half years. Nice. Now they do about a million four, so from 80,000 to a million four in three and a half years, and they both work three days a week, strictly from following that one strategy, nice. being clear about what it is, and working with people who understood their value. Well, you know, I think that's so important. I just, I recently did an event, a one-day event, um, collected over six figures at that event, and um, got on the phone with my partner yesterday, and I don't know why we didn't do this sooner, but we said, okay, who bought and why did they buy? And what was, what what caused them to buy, and how do we recreate that in another event? And it was such a helpful conversation because it really gave us the focus to who we're going to invite to our next event. Mm -hmm. And you know if somebody buys at your event, it's because you have what they need and what they want in their business. So it, it's, you know, it, it is about generating revenue for your business, but it's also about finding clients that you can help. It's about finding people who you're going to, uh, who want to work with you because you're the solution to their business problem. So Jane, what, 
what is a success story that you've had? Who's somebody you've been able to help it's, monetize their message? I love telling this story. This is my Heidi Mount story. Uh-huh. And Heidi is is a real live human being. She's actually going to be speaking at my live event coming up in September. I'm glad she's real and live. She is. I don't Go. make her up. And everybody's <laughs> like, that can't be true. So I spoke at an event in Long Beach. Uh-huh. And I tall, model-esque, beautiful woman came up to me, big crocodile tears. She's like, I can't speak in public. And I'm like, well, you're doing it now. We've got a head start (laughs) on everything. She's like, no, I never want to be on stage, but I want you to help me because I know I have to articulate my message clearly. And she works with dentists. And so... I worked with her, and what I do is I write people's talk in the formula, and I'm a ghostwriter for their talk. So it has my sales background in it, and then they have their information coming through. So she was going to go on an interview, somewhat mm-hmm. like this, but it was a podcast slash live TV. And I'm not kidding you. She, I could see. I knew the formula. She was reading the whole talk. At one point, I think she cried. Her voice was quivery. She delivered the information. And I just, I was mortified. I thought, oh, my God, I have destroyed this woman by putting her on this platform. And she called me afterwards. She goes, oh, my God, did you see it? And I said, yeah, I did. I did, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> really. And she goes, I was I was so bad. I was so bad. And I go, no, you, you sucked. I said it was really, really bad. She goes, do you want to know how bad I was? And I said, yeah. She goes, I had an $18,000 contract via email, signed, sealed, and delivered before the production was done. The next week, she got 6000 and has continued from zero. This was a startup. This was uh-huh. her very first effort. She is now making six figures. She spoke on a stage. This is the best part. They flew her to Jamaica. She spoke to 300 dentists live in person from stage. So she and and truly what I helped her do was understand her own brilliance. The reason I think people don't articulate their message is it feels a little braggalicious or they're not sure how to stand up on what they know. And, and make it unique and strong and commanding. And it really, that's when I create the intromercial, the talk, the sales conversations. What happens is people need to understand exactly why they're great and why their clientele needs them. So that's, that's one of my, I've had people do two-minute talks and make six figures without selling a thing. So there's a number of different uh, success stories. If, if people just find their message, you can monetize it. I love it. And and Jane, I just I, I guess we aren't hearing in the uh, in the earphones. I just looked out the door and the guy's like, We're <laughs> done. <laughs> We're done with the show. So uh so how can, can I how share can people about, get a hold of you? I would love people you I would love for your uh-huh. audience to gift them a ticket uh-huh. to my live event, which is you go to let's talkimpact.com and that is the secret decoder link that you go in it's a free ticket you have to put a seat deposit because you got to have skin in the game mm-hmm. but it's let's talkimpact.com or just go to uh, they can fire off an email to me jane at jane m powers.com great and adam one more time your uh, contact information yes uh adam at the 1495 group.com feel free to email me free book from adam.com or for those of you who want to put me to the test and show me that you do have money sitting right in front of your business, go to new10k.com and I'll show you $10,000 sitting in front of your business in less than 45 minutes. Ooh, another secret challenge by Adam that's not so secret. I guess it's not secret. I don't know why I said secret. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a privilege to have you, Jane M. Powers and Adam Kipnis. Today on the show, I've learned so much and uh, feel very, very grateful to both of you for being here today. Probably my biggest golden nugget uh, that I got out of here today was there there's a whole bunch of money just sitting there sitting around and um, and it's just a matter of of finding finding that and um, you've given us some great ways to be able to do that today so until next week when I'll have more guests on that have transformed their lives and are now working to transform the lives of other people I'm Allison H. Larson and you've been listening to Spotlight Thank you for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.